the Virgin Radio Pridecast, proudly supported by It's a Sin, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Welcome to Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Tom Allen. And me, Susie Ruffle. This is a show that does exactly what it says on the tin. We're going to have a conversation, a chat, a chinwag, if you will, whatever you want to call it. We have some questions to have a stay on track that have been randomly selected for us to answer and we'll try and be as open and honest as possible. Is that okay with you, Tom? Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Susie Ruffle, and Tom Allen on Virgin Radio Pride. Okay, to start off, a bit more about us. Tom, do you want to intro yourself? I think if you type into Google, bald gay comedian, I'm the first one that comes up. Oh, Matt Um, Lucas must be absolutely livid. Well, he doesn't do (laughs) stand-up. Sure, sure, (laughs) sure. That's true, though. Um, I host The Apprentice You're Fired. I sort of co-host on Bake Off an Extra Slice. I uh, co-host on um, Cooking with the Stars and amongst other things. And I've written a book called No Shame, which is about coming out and also just dealing with shame and also just being an eccentric in suburbia. So that's me. And Susie, uh, Susie, tell the people about you. Tell the people about me. Um, hello, I'm Susie Ruffle. I am primarily a stand-up comedian. Um, I don't know why I said that in an uncertain tone. I'm a stand-up comedian, but you might have seen me on TV shows like Five at the Apollo or The Last Leg or, you know, those sorts of ones that comedy mm. people pop up on. Mm. I'm also big into the podcasting. I mean, Tom, you didn't mention our podcast, which is a real kick in the teeth. No, well, I um, thought we were just talking about ourselves individually uh, until no, we're going to do the joint project in a minute. Well, listen, mm. we do a podcast together called Like-Minded Friends. I also have a podcast called Out, which is an interview show. And I also have another podcast called Wine Times that I co-host with Will Lyons, who is a wine expert, where we interview people and drink. I mean, it's a great gig. Tom's done it. I've done it. It's brilliant. (laughs) I don't remember the end of it, but I do remember the beginning. And it was so fun and very informative. It was such a laugh. Because you're both so welcoming. And Suze, you ask the questions that everybody wants to know about with wine. And Will is very good at passing on his knowledge. He's very like open door policy as he like wants everybody yes. to appreciate wine which is foolish yeah, really because then fun. there won't be enough left for him well that, <laughs> that's very true so you do have to be careful mm, what an idiot poor Will is he doesn't realise but never mind quite a queer conversation Virgin Radio Pride this is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me Tom Allen and Susie Ruffle well our first randomly selected question is question number 23 how did you oh. two... How, yes, that's your favourite one, isn't it? Yes. How did you two first meet? Wow. Oh, so many years ago. Many years ago. Way more than a decade. Um, I would say about 14 years ago. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think about 14 years ago. Mm. And we were both doing a charity gig because we're just such good people. The thing about doing charity gigs is you do them largely so you can tell other people that you've done them. That's I think that's, that's the most the important thing. thing. Yeah. So we were doing a charity gig and it was quite a tough gig. It was one of my worst gigs ever. Yeah. Not not because of the charity, but not because, because of... you met not because you met me. And not because I met you. <laughs> I had to go on after um a drag queen who'd been like leading everybody in a sing along. And yeah. also the audience was standing. So the audience was Terrible. like, we love drag queens leading us in sing-alongs. That's great. So then what they're not in the mood for then is for a stand-up to go up and be like, okay, I'm going to talk to you about some things that I think you'll find funny. Because they're like, we were just singing. Where's the music gone? It just mm. sounds like someone's like scratched a record and then put on 
me. Anyway, I was much younger and more inexperienced, and so I was I sort of got very up in my head about it and and had a miserable time on stage. And I had to follow a raffle, which I won. Oh yeah, you won tickets to print to Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yes, I did, and I um I couldn't go, so I sent my mum and dad to go. Dad said it was the best thing he'd ever seen. Anyway, that's but um that was one of the silver linings. One of the silver linings. So I followed a tombola again. As Tom said, hard to follow a drag queen. Hard to follow something where people think they might win and then they don't. Mm, and then oh. you're like, here's some stand-up. And my stand-up is sort of personal storytelling where I kind of tell you a bit too much, but you find it endearing. And I would it say on that occasion, endearing. they did not find it endearing. No, well, but then, well, they just weren't, well, they weren't, they weren't focused people. They weren't generous people. They didn't realise how... Hard is. How hard it is to be us. <laughs> to follow a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> or Tombola. And then we decided the only thing we could do, we both, we had, we'd sort of only just met. I'd seen Tom stand up a couple of times, so I was very impressed by him. And then we decided to have a drink to sort of get over the fact that we'd just had quite a tough gig together. And that drink has lasted until today. Until this <laughs> very minute. Yes, that's exactly it. And that was a lovely thing that we were sort of um, galvanised in the... Uh, in 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 the fire of that uh, that difficult gig, and and I think because we both understood each other, and both I think yeah, just felt really kind of um, terrified together. Yeah, it was actually a nice thing to realise that other people you can share those experiences, and it makes them more bearable. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Susie Ruffle, and Tom Allen on Virgin Radio Pride. Oh, Tom, the next question is question number three. I haven't actually looked ahead at these questions. Oh, good. So that everyone That's is good. a surprise. It would be, be a surprise for you. Which job are you most proud of doing during your career? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because there's things that other people are proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think actually writing my book I was most proud of. Because I'd always... It's very good. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. Um, yeah, I, I really, I'm really proud of the book I wrote. And it felt very personal, very vulnerable to write. And um, I was worried that no one would really understand what I was talking about in it when I was like, oh, I used to dress up as an Alan Bennett Talking Heads character <laughs> and um, and perform it in, state, in school cabarets in year eight. And in, I did that actually in response to being homophobically bullied. It was a, f- a very flawed plan. But think, <laughs> it was sort so, of a self-fulfilling prophecy more than anything. If anything, yes. <laughs> and so... <laughs> But I talked about all those times when I felt like I was a real outsider and uh, and people did connect with it and I was very proud of that. So I was very, very grateful that people um, read it and, um, and I was very touched that if it helped them or made them feel, as we say, less alone. So that's, that's my one. What's yours? Do you know, I think for me it would be Live at the Apollo oh. because I'd grown up watching it and I had really wanted to do it for a long time and I had a really nice gig which is, you know, half preparation and half luck in those scenarios. And um, no, it, was... it wasn't luck. It wasn't luck. You've been working. No, but I mean, that, like, that the audience were, like, in a good mood and they were all, okay, maybe, it, fine, it was me. I was fabulous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, Sorry, you know you what be, I mean. You wouldn't be you if you get, were like, well, and I was incredible, so I should Of course, I, I can't say that. I just want you to be, I want you to know that it wasn't. Well, listen, I just had a very nice one at Live with Apollo and it was really exciting and really special. But I think it was very exciting and very special for my mum and dad as well because they had always watched Live with Apollo and when like Jack D used to host it. And I think that was very much... I I did it after 
I'd been doing stand up for about 11 years when I did it. And so it's been something that had been on that wish list for such a long time. Of course. And it yeah. felt like such a, a, a huge achievement to, to sort of finally, not finally really, 11 years isn't that long to be doing comedy, but to get there and to do it and to have a nice one. So that would be mine. Oh, I think it's, you put in the hours. You definitely put in the hours, oh, yeah. Suze. You know, like some comics oh, yeah. seem to be on it within about 10 minutes. So Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's you know. true. I put in. Ah, uh, she graphs. She's she a graphs. grafter. She's a grafter. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Susie Ruffle, and Tom Allen on Virgin Radio Pride. Now, the next question randomly selected is number 27. What <gasps> advice? What advice oh. would you give to your younger self? Um, the things that you currently don't like about yourself i'm sort of thinking of teenage me so the things that mm. might frighten you about yourself mm. for example your sexuality or the fact that you're a real show-off and everyone tells you you're a show-off and it makes oh. you feel really rubbish um will end up being something that you really like about yourself i, I really love the fact that i'm gay now but if i 15 year old me couldn't even have imagined that so i would say that and also that no matter how many times you try a long hair with a fringe just doesn't suit you. <laughs> and Tom, I hope you don't mind me saying I would say the same to you. On I was going to say I wish I I wish I was in a position to um, even experience that. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, those days are over. And as I go to one of those hair replacement places, which I am encouraging, which would be so fun to have some hair sewn into my head, into my scalp, <laughs> and, and, and no way painful. Um, I I would say well along similar lines to you, Suze, and um, looking back, I wish I'd been able to learn to worry less. I wish I'd. Mm. I feel like I was in such a kind of, and I still carry bits of it as well. But like in a kind of like constant straitjacket, like the only kind of, I mean, the only time right? I wore anything straight, right? But the um, right? right, right, guys, right. Um, but uh, just you know, rather than being. Um, caught up in my own head about stuff. I wish I'd found a way to just let that go and just to sort of be kind of um, f- a bit freer and a bit sort of able to just enjoy stuff and mm. just kind of go, it doesn't, things don't matter as much as you think they do. Do you know what I, Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. No, that makes, I think I did that a lot. Really? Like, things that I think are massive. And also, I still catch myself doing it now. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, that's huge. That's massive. That's a huge social faux pas. Oh, oh, oh no. So harsh, this is isn't awful. It? And then you tell someone and they're like, oh, no, I do that all the time. And you're like, oh, yeah. this is, oh, imagine what it's like to live through the world unburdened by your anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I think as well that it, it takes a lot of work, doesn't it? I think sometimes mm. as well, I, I'd be like, I wish I could just go back in time and go, don't worry. Well, if I'd said that to my younger self, my younger self would have been like, shut up. What do you know? Like, it's really difficult What's being What's going on where we can travel time? What, you're a time traveller now? What, that's nothing to worry about? <laughs> so uh, I just, yeah, I wish I'd been able to, I wish I'd bunked off school probably. <laughs> just kind of, I was so yeah. like scared of school and scared of not doing well at school and trying to impress the teachers and trying to be this kind of like, you know, just trying to be perfect all the time. I think I probably would have been a bit happier. But I don't know, maybe not. You can't regret the past because without the past you wouldn't be... In you are today, yeah, exactly, exactly. I suppose I've never said that before. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Are you a philosopher? Oh uh, yes, I am actually now. That's cool. one of the, that's one of the things I'm going to do now. Yeah, just be a philosopher. <laughs> what do philosophers do all day? Do they just think? Yeah, I think so. 
quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Tom Allen, and Susie Ruffle. Was there Same. a time you were on a date and it went horribly wrong? Uh, yes, a few times. There was one where I was on a date with someone and um, during the date he was on Grinder looking for somebody else. <laughs> 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 I guess that one wasn't going so well. Um, that was very upsetting when I when I realised. The worst date I had was when I thought I was on a date and she very much didn't. Oh. Those... Do you remember this in Edinburgh? Oh. We were in Edinburgh and yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. girl that I'd sort of become pally with and she was like, we should go to like a late night jazz club. And I was like, yeah, we should go to a late night jazz oh, club. Yeah. Which sounds like we're on a date and it was very tactile and quite touchy-feely and quite intense lesbian eye contact mm. and um and then we left and we started walking home together and when we got to my door I went to kiss her and she went oh no you've really mi- misread this I'm really sorry oh my god oh I'm sorry and it was like like it was just so embarrassing. Oh. And then because we were at the Edinburgh Festival together, it meant that I kept seeing her <laughs> just constantly for the next three weeks. And every time I saw her, I just had her voice going, oh my God, I'm sorry, you've just misread this. Oh, oh. oh horrible. Wow. Horrible. <laughs> so embarrassing. No, don't be embarrassed. Did I misread it or did she miss give signals who knows i wonder if we'll ever know yeah but uh, yeah i don't i think we all assume we're the only people who do those sorts of things you know but we all do them Everybody and that's because them. we are because we're yeah. so self-involved because we if only we <laughs> looked beyond ourselves impossible to imagine but if only we were to uh imagine other people then um we would realize that everybody has those experiences and you know it's the sort of thing one gets told at the time but it's like you know you, you if they're not the right person you don't want to be they're not the right person. You don't want to be with them, you know. So there's that. As That's well. true. That's true. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Tom Allen, and Susie Ruffle. <laughs> That's what it says in the script. Another random question for us. Question number fifteen. Who is your ultimate? I thought they said glory icon. I don't know why. Different. Very different. Ultimate gay icon. I think I conflated gay and ultimate in my in my mind. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have a glory icon, but uh, gay icon. You go first, Suze. Who's yours? Can I have a couple, do you think? Wow. I don't know. Will you allow it? it? It doesn't. um, It's never happened There's a few. There's a few. I'll I'll just say them very quickly. The thing is, gays like rules. Gays well, this love gay rules. I'm just saying, they just get it. You know they're going to be right three ultimate gay icons. Um, <laughs> so. Yes. I would say mm. Sandy Toxfig, Elton John, Sarah Paulsland. I don't know who Sarah Paulsland is. Sarah Paulson. Sorry. Who's Sarah Paulson? She's in American Horror Story and she goes out with Holland Taylor and she's just really cool and really open about who she is. And she's just really, she's also very hot and that really helps. Of course. Um, oh, I haven't, I haven't, watched, I haven't watched American Horror Story. Um, so it's very I, I good. She's in lots of other things as well. She's great. I never know anybody's names. Yes, of course. Um, those are good ones. Well, I was going to say Elton John. I've been obsessed with Elton John since I was about 10. And he was like the person I looked up to when I was a teenager the most. Like I was obsessed with him. At a time when mm. everybody else was listening to Blur and Pulp, I was obsessed with Elton John, <laughs> which was unusual to explain to people. Uh, but I still love him now. <laughs> love him. Uh, uh, but so him, but if Susie, if you're going to have him, I would say maybe someone like, 
uh, Rufus Wainwright. Yeah. I love his love his approach to things, love his outfits, love his music. Or maybe... Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say me then. Maybe. <laughs> well, of course you, Suze, of course. I suppose I was thinking no, of people in my no, teenage years. No, I mean years. me. No, course, I mean me, me as in... I am, I am my own. Yeah, exactly. Not I'm, me. Oh, I God, me. I can't be anyone's gay icon. I, you, Susie, you don't know that. You oh, don't Tom, say that. You won't people know. Can't, people can't see me as a role model. Yeah, but you don't know. Yes. There'll be people out there who... You are a big hero to them and you just don't know. Oh, That's Tom, the way of the world. Don't be silly now. Come on. Do you have any more? You said Elton John and you said Rufus Wayne, right? Do you want any more? Oh, I think there's probably loads, aren't there? Sorry. Yes, I can't. I mean, I absolutely idolise them. Who are they again? <laughs> <laughs> quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Tom Allen, and Susie Ruffle. We have a final random question. Okay. It's question 24. What is your coming out story? My coming out story. I don't know why it sounds like a book I was given when I came out. <laughs> um, or uh, my coming out story is, do you know, when I told my friends, I was really, I, I kept it secret for so long. And I told a couple of people like one on one and it was really intense. And then I was like, oh, it's so kind of, I found it so kind of uncomfortable just to mm. not as, as much like as dealing with my own kind of coming out and coming to, you know, coming to accept myself. Just the, the idea of having such a serious conversation with somebody one-on-one, I realise it's quite an intense thing to do. Oh, 100%, yeah. And, and so I just, with my friends, I was just like, I'm just going to just say, oh, I fancy that bloke. And they were like, oh, yeah. Because it wasn't like it was a total surprise either. No, but no, I can imagine. For, my, for, for me, coming out felt like such a big deal or such an impossible thing, actually, when I was growing up. And when I was very young, it was, you know, Section 28. And so no one talked about being gay. There were no gay people around. Like, there were no openly gay people on the television. At my school, being gay was, like, the biggest slur. It was the worst thing. It was unthinkable. Um, genuinely unthinkable, which sounds must sound very confusing to people now. But, like, there was mm. no way it could ever be um, a thing. So I just thought, I imagine when I was a teenager that I would just never come out and I would just live a life of celibacy, um, maybe tending to a garden... And um, that's actually what's happened. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. And then I just finally was like, a friend of mine said, you're not here for a long time, you're here for a good time. And I thought, that's good advice. It's my life. I'm going to make myself a bit happier and just do what I want to do. And I sort of, with that, I stopped worrying about what other people were going to think. I was like, I'm just, this is me. It's my thing. It's nobody else's thing. What did? What was yours? Well, I think similarly to you, I did it, it seemed completely impossible when I was a teenager. You know, we grew up with similar ages, you know, section 28, being a massive slur at school. If someone called you gay, if someone called you a lesbo, it was like, oh my God, how awful. It was so upsetting, mm. especially because I was like, I think I am. And awesome. it was such a, yeah, people were so mean and it was, yeah, just such a horrible, stressful time. I hated school in every way. Um, but... When I finally got around to coming out, I'll tell you about... I, when I came out to Ruth, who's a friend that you know, Tom. Oh, lovely Ruth. Uh, we're, lovely Ruth. When I was at drama school, um, we were walking to drama school and I thought, I'm going to have to tell Ruth because I was about to move in with her. And I mean, it's so stupid to think this now, but I was really worried that she wouldn't want to live with me if she knew I was gay. Oh, it was, so yeah, and I thought I, I, I thought I need to tell her, I need to tell her. 
And I remember telling her, and the main thing that I remember from it is that I was looking down the whole time because I can remember the shoes that she was wearing, which were a coral pair of Ugg boots, which were just as grim as you can imagine. I was going to say, Ruth, Really bad, I mean, Ruth. Talk, She's so I mean, stylish, but a terrible time for her style-wise. talking about not wise. being ashamed, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember just seeing her feet walking and I said, I said, oh, Ruth, I need to tell you something. And she was like, okay. And I said, I'm gay. And I remember I was still just looking at her feet and I saw her put her bags down. Like she had like a tote bag or something on the floor. And I looked up and she had her arms open and to cuddle me. She was like, I don't care. Why would I care? Oh. That's, I don't care. I love you. And uh, it was very... It has stuck with me for these last, I don't know, 15 years, 16 oh, years since I yeah. came out, but yeah. Do you think she put the bag down to cover the shoes? I would have thought so, yeah, mm. because she probably thought this is going to be imprinted in Susie's memory. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but those conversations, oh, they're so, they, they feel so tense, don't they? They feel so... Oh, so it's talking to people about sex, which is really embarrassing. Like, feels yes. not for everyone, obviously, but for me at the time, felt very embarrassing. Because Absolutely, it's, it's, it's about talking about the kind of sex you want to have, which obviously being gay isn't. But unfortunately, sometimes our whole experience is whittled down to that part of our identity. Yeah, and yeah. and for me, being queer is about lots of things of how I feel about things, of how I operate in the world, of what my family looks like. But I think sometimes, certainly and potentially in homophobic places, um, the the fact that sexually we, we, we enjoy different things, it is often what our whole being is reduced to. I suppose when it becomes, or if, growing up, if it makes, if we're made to feel different, then we will probably be <laughs> different, you know, in some yeah. way. So I suppose that's an impact in a way. But I've grown to like the fact that I'm an out, outsider. Do you know what I mean? I'm different. I like oh, that same. Part. And I, I think that's really interesting what you say about like being being queer is, is more than just who we sleep with, who we fancy. Mm, for sure. I don't know. Just being being outside of the mainstream, I think, is a, yeah. real, is a real blessing, actually. I think so, too. It gives us a new perspective on the world. But yes, it didn't always... and I think it makes you not everyone, obviously, but I think it makes you like more compassionate and more understanding and mm. willing to see things from different perspectives. Yeah, which yeah. I think is a, a brilliant gift of being queer. Yeah, new priorities for me. It's scented candles, sure. of course, you know, of course, things like that. <laughs> but that no, but it's it's a broad spectrum, isn't it? It's a broad experience, yes. and um, now I'm a bit older. I, I quite I'm quite I'm pleased to be part of it. I'm proud of the journey, you know? Me too. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Susie Ruffle, and Tom Allen on Virgin Radio Pride. Oh, Susie, we have one more, one more important mm -hmm. question. And that is, do you know what bus goes from here to Clapham Common? No. Do you I know think it's the 64. 64. Just five off the perfect one. Um, no, uh, we also have the most important question. What does Pride mean to you well i think it just follows on from what we were just saying actually i think for me it's really important that pride isn't something that's just happens one point during the year and that's mm -hmm. when people are interested in it i yes. think it's something that's uh all year through i think there can be tiny prides in moments like holding your partner's hand for the first time in public or you know just being out in whichever way you want to be and i think it's just about a comfortableness with who you are and, and a celebration of who you are. And I think that can be on the grand level, like going to a 
club night where you dance on a podium or it can just be in a small way with a friend. I think it doesn't need to necessarily be this sort of big brash thing of like, this is Pride Month, get on a bus and take your top off. You know, it can be... Yeah, I wish you told me that before I got on that yeah, night sorry. bus. <laughs> <laughs> what does Pride mean to you, Tom, other than me getting my out on the number 64 bus club <laughs> common? I think it's it's a very... It's a very interesting question, I think, because it's such... It means so many things to different people. It's, it is it is a journey to go on, to mm-hmm. the idea of pride, pr- being proud. Uh, what does that mean? I think it can be whatever you like. And I suppose it doesn't have to be completely named. A bit like you're saying, it doesn't have to be completely one way is the only way. Um, mm. It can be just that, yeah, you, you just kind of... It's just an opportunity to have a nice time. And that is absolutely valid. Um, and where you can just sort of feel relaxed about being, you know, about being yourself and about being around other people who you feel comfortable with. And that's a real blessing, actually, when, you know, we're saying about growing up and not feeling that that security, that safety, because, you know, school and stuff can be very hostile. Mm. So that that, that sort of thing, I think, is really really important. And I think um, the many stories that we all bring to the community, I think that's a really important part of Pride. I totally agree. And I think what you say to me about being a journey is really important, because I think that, Certainly when you first come out for me, it was like, you're going to go to Pride, you're going to be proud, you're going to go to Pride and be proud. Yes, yes. And for me, it took it was a long time for me to become, I had to sort of find acceptance mm. before I could get to Pride. Yeah. And so I think, you know, some people that are listening might still be on that journey where they're getting towards acceptance rather than being very out in the world. And I think that's a really valid experience oh, that's as well. And that's an important, an important thing to get through before yeah. you might get to being on a bus with your top off. Well, I think as well, like exactly like you're saying, I think it's um, it is a, it is a journey, and I think it's very easy to feel like, oh, I should be, I should I should be a different version of myself. And the truth is, whatever you feel, is absolutely the right thing to feel. That can be a journey in itself. Or was yeah. for me, I had a lot of self-loathing when I was younger, and and even when I came out, I assumed that would just be like a light switch, and like everything's great. Okay, I'm now this like. I don't know. I don't know what I thought I was going to be, but like a cool dude. I thought I was going to be some cool dude, you know, wearing t-shirts from Top Man. When in truth I wasn't. I was probably wearing a double-breasted blazer. Uh, and that journey, I think, is like it took me until I got a bit older, in my experience, to go. I am. I'm. I'm. Happy. I'm. I'm. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with who I am, and I'm not going to try and be. I had this sense that everybody else was going to clubs all the time and going to these like big parties and living this big lifestyle. And as I've got older, of course, I met more people, which has been lovely because they've gone, oh, no, I'm not into that. Oh, I like gardening. Oh, I like this. And you go, oh, you don't need to be like, you don't need to be like trying to force yourself to be someone else. You can just be. Yeah, you. to be in a pigeonhole. Yeah. Of what, of what, unfortunately, often the very small part of queer content in the media, which is improving. Um, Thank I mean, you. there still could be more women. Sure. Um, but, but I think that you're so right. I think that sometimes the bit that the media share, or certainly at one point was the, go to a club, be really fun. Are you fun yet? Are you a fun gay? Be a fun gay. Be yeah. a fun, fun gay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sometimes I'm fun, but sometimes I'm really small. Yes. And sometimes, yeah, you don't have to be like strong and like confident all the time. It's sometimes in a sense of like, you know, strong, powerful, invincible. It's like, yeah, exactly like you say, like, just um, quietly making some toast. Because <laughs> even gays need toast. I do all the time. Non-stop. Non-stop. If I'm going to make it to be the bear I dream of being, 
<laughs> Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Thank you so much for listening to our Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride. There are so many more to come, so keep an eye on our socials. We've talked about everything here, haven't we? I, mean, I think so. I've enjoyed this. And I think we've done, like, I've tried, I, I, in, in these questions, they've been really useful. And I've tried to think about them in a new way as well. I've enjoyed useful. this greatly, Tom. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for, for being, being my friend. A, Thank you for being, being a friend. Well. Bye for now. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. The Virgin Radio Pridecast, proudly supported by Pride. Now streaming on Disney Plus.